So this morning, Eric Adams, who is the new mayor of New York City, you know what he had to do on his first day? I shouldn't laugh about this, but his first day on the job, he calls 911 because he sees uh, this massive fight breaking out. I mean, that's his first day. So I hope that uh, your Monday, your first Monday of 2022, is going a lot better than that. But folks, um, the things that suck about Republican politics, part one, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. So, you know, who knows? Um this is part of my therapy, actually. A lot of people say, well, why do you do this? You know, why why do you sit down and talk in front of a microphone, albeit a very good microphone, I've been told. Why do you do this? I mean, this is insane. I mean, you've got better things to do. I know you do. Yeah. Okay. But this is therapy for me, folks, and I hope it's therapy for you, too, as well, to get this stuff out in the open, the stuff that frustrates us. And a lot of this stuff, um, you don't really hear it on CNN. You don't hear it on MSNBC. And what I try to do is literally put together a montage that, in effect, is my therapy for dealing with all of this crap, you know, that we have to deal with. I mean, the insanity on a daily basis that we have to deal with. And uh, my opinion of it is the more intelligence you have, the the more upset you get about it because you see the right way and you can't do a damn thing about it, right? I mean, this this is purely therapy for me. So uh, I have to say, when I'm talking about things that suck about Republican politics, this is my part one. If I sound a little bit jaded about this, I do apologize in advance. Okay, so this is all over in the media that Democrats are going to lose the midterms, right? In 2022, we've heard it. It's been preached, my ad nauseum. It's, it seems like MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, Washington Post, New York Times. They all are talking about it. So pardon me if I sound a little bit jaded about this because I think it's a sign of intelligence that I get upset about it. Forget it, they say. It's a done deal. 2022, you're going to lose. Democrats, uh... Might as well just turn the lights out when the last Democrat leaves Washington in 2022. So to all of this, I say, folks, what have the Republicans done? It's an honest question. What I mean, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but really, what have they done? Thanks for coming into Washington, D.C., Republicans. But what the hell else have you done? Thanks for showing up. You know, for God's sakes, folks, when you look at it, uh, Mitch McConnell is not even planning on releasing a legislative agenda for the 2022 midterms. Nothing. Look at this. Axios, McConnell, no legislative agenda for 2022 midterms. McConnell has long held the view that putting out an agenda ahead of midterm elections is a mistake. At least for Senate Republicans, the sources told Axios. He believes his view has been vindicated by recent history. McConnell points in particular to when he led Republicans to win back the Senate in the 2014 midterms without proposing an agenda. Well, if it worked then, he's thinking it's going to work again. I mean, seriously, no agenda? You have no platform that you're going to talk about to take back 
the Senate and the House. I mean, pardon me if I sound a little bit jaded about all of this, but you know what their biggest accomplishment is, folks? The biggest thing that they have done that they can really uh, clap their hands about, you know, tell the folks back home about (laughs) the insurrection. Well done. Well done, Republicans. Well done. And you know what, folks, the, the thing that really gets my goat here, you can tell I'm a boomer by the way I talk, the thing that gets my goat is that Donald Trump is planning to hold a news conference on the Capitol riot anniversary, and it shows he is getting terrible advice, x says. This is coming to us from Insider. Plans to hold a news conference on the Capitol riot anniversary. Mm. You know, this is a man, Donald Trump, who has spent a lifetime running from the truth. Literally, this man has spent a lifetime. How would you like to spend a lifetime running from the truth? That's what he's done. I mean, just, just pick your lawsuit. The Southern District of New York is just replete with you know, lawsuits against Donald Trump and what he's done, uh, whether it's taxes, property valuations, over here it's inflated, over here it's not inflated. The man spent a lifetime running from the truth. So you're going to hear a lot more of that in his little presser that he's going to do on January 6th. You know, he's going to talk, of course, about the big lie and all of that stuff. But you're also going to start to hear more in the coming days about just how involved congressmen and congresswomen were in promoting the insurrection, all to keep a president in office that was not elected by the American population, all to keep him in office. Just wait for it, folks. I mean, it's coming. And you'll be shocked and amazed that those people are not in jail already. So Republicans, the second biggest accomplishment that they can talk about was using the big lie of election fraud to promote all of this anti-voting stuff, all this anti-voting, this restrictive voting legislation. By the way, look at this. Okay. So here it is. Texas election audit demanded by Donald Trump fails to find significant voting issues. Here's another one. This was reported on January 1st. It's in Newsweek. The first phase of the Texas election audit demanded by former President Donald Trump failed to find significant voting issues, according to a report by the Secretary of State's office in Texas. Deep red. Texas. Fails to find anything, folks. So pardon me if I sound a little bit jaded here. I mean, this is uh, this is just ridiculous that we the expectation is that they're going to take back the House and the Senate in 2022. Yeah, I get upset about it. You should, too. So take a look at this article, folks, from the Brennan Center for Justice. Voting laws roundup July of 2021. 18 states have already enacted 30 laws this year that will make it harder for Americans to vote. And that was back in July. And no, it's not gotten better. 
one thing they're they are doing here, folks, that I, that I've noticed is that they're making early voting more difficult. Why? How is early voting a problem? Really, I mean seriously, how is early voting a problem? Given all the the regular constructs around early voting, uh, letting people show up early to vote, and all of the the systems that we have, the checks that we have in place to allow that to happen and have had in place for God knows how many, 50, 100 years or more. Why is early voting a problem? I mean, it's not a problem. The point is it's not. Letting people vote is the Republican problem that they've created here, folks. Have a look at this. This is a an article from the AP that says, Georgia County looks to close polling sites, have one location. This is coming to us from the AP. Lincolnton, Georgia, a rural Georgia county north of Augusta, is moving ahead with plans to shut down all seven of its voting sites and have residents vote in person at one location, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported. Lincoln County Board of Elections Director Lil Vendor Bolton said a centralized voting center near the city of Lincolnton would give voters a single site for both early and election day voting and provide more space than small little used precincts. Lincolnton is about 40 miles northwest of Augusta in eastern Georgia. We really don't have a room in some of our facilities to do social distancing and to do the things that we need to do to keep my poll workers safe, Bolton said. Voting rights advocates are crying foul. So in this case, what he's doing is he's using the premise of COVID to just boil it down to one location that people have to go. Right? One location. Make it harder for people to vote. How about thinking outside the box? I mean, they're, they're supposed to be trying to work within their purview to make it easier for people to vote. I mean, we're talking about voting that's taking place generally, if you're looking at the presidential election that's going to be coming up. It's November in Georgia. My God, is it too cold to put up a damn tent outside? I mean, come on. No, we're going to boil it down to one location. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. And then you look at voting by mail. Oh, Republicans hate it. You'd think it was the worst thing that ever happened. If anything, voting by mail should be something that should be encouraged. But no, no. Republicans don't want to have it. So what is the antidote to all of this, folks? Obviously, we know what the antidote is. It's the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Stop the Republicans from making it harder for Americans to vote. And that's what that legislation will do. Letting the people vote, letting Americans vote should be job number one. So this is what Republicans have done, folks. And the cherry on the top is that they're still so confident about all of this that they're going to just simply walk in and take the House and the Senate in 2022. Not even going to produce a legislative agenda. They're just a bunch of anti-American legislative slackers and slugs. So contrast this with Biden, folks, who has done many positive things that don't even make it to the news. And here's just a few. Joe Biden has confirmed 40 federal judges so far and has 31 more that are pending. 78% are women, 53% are people of color. And this this is amazing stuff. This adds a lot of balance to the judiciary. The second thing is Biden has rejoined the Paris Climate Accord to help fight climate change that Donald Trump took us out of. 
Number three, Joe Biden had struck a submarine deal with Australia to help them develop nuclear submarines. The U.S. is also going to help with technological matters, and Australia will consider hosting United States bombers. All of this will push back on China's new aggression in the Pacific region. And contrast this to Donald Trump for just one second, folks. What did Donald Trump do with Australia? Well, let's look back to February 2nd of 2017. And here's an article from CNBC. In phone call with Australia PM, Prime Minister, Trump berates and then hangs up on him. Yeah, he just hung up on Australia. There was nothing that happened. I mean, and there was nothing that would happen for the next four years. And if he gets elected again, there'll be nothing that happens with Australia in another four years. And he'll probably undo what Biden just did to help us stem the Chinese aggression in the Pacific Ocean. So these are the three things that people forget about, in addition to the things that we know about putting 500 million shots in arms, keeping the fully vaccinated people out of the hospital that's still working to this day. As a result, we've got no shutdowns, you know, this time around, 99% of the schools are open. Unemployment was 6.3% when Biden started. Today, it's 4.2%. The average number of Americans filing unemployment hasn't been this low since I was only four years old back in 1969. The American Rescue Plan that Biden passed cut child poverty in half. GDP growth, gross domestic product growth, will be 5 to 6%, the best that it's been since Ron Reagan was in office. In addition to all of this, folks, Biden passed the infrastructure bill that is just going to start taking effect in the next year, upgrading our infrastructure and employing hundreds of thousands of people in the process. And you know it's got to be good stuff, folks. You know it's got to be good stuff when Republicans take credit for the infrastructure plan. The ones that voted no and didn't want to give Biden a win wouldn't raise their hand to pass it. Now they're taking credit for it. You know it's good stuff when they start doing that. So pardon me if I sound a little jaded here at the idea that Republicans are going to take the House and the Senate in 2022. So to those who say it's our destiny to lose the House and Senate, to them I say, well then you won't mind, folks if we tweak the filibuster just a little bit so that we can pass the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Act, and while we're at it, let's modify the Electoral Count Act so the vote of Americans won't be overruled by politicians in Washington, D.C., and in doing so, by God, we'll have a Washington, D.C. better than we found it. We'll leave it better than we found it. And that's for damn sure. Folks, I want to thank you for joining me. I hope you have a great start to your 2022. And don't forget to click subscribe if you like the content. That really helps a lot. It helps get the word out. Until next time.